0: For a soul and in and you. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. From today on, we are going to meditate on the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus is written shortly after the book of Genesis, between 1445 and 1405 BC, by Moses. That is about 3,400 years ago from now. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, right? Genesis. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We call them Pentateuch. Penta means in Greek, five, and tuke means book or tool in Greek. So Pentateuch means five books. Exodus is the second book of the five books, Pentateuch. Exodus covers the period of time during which God freed the Hebrew people from their slavery in Egypt, and they wander for 40 years in the wilderness. The book is divided into two parts and each part has its own theme. The first part is about deliverance. God delivered his people from slavery. The second part is about identification. God decreed to his people how to live as free people after God delivered his people from the slavery. Of course, today and this week, we are going to focus on the first theme called Deliverance. Let's take a look at today's passage.
1: Exodus chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob, each with his family Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. The descendants of Jacob numbered seventy in all. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died. But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous and, if war breaks out, will join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor and they built Pithom and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. As I mentioned in the beginning, the first part of the book from chapter 1 through chapter 18, it talks about God's deliverance of His people. Let's keep that in mind and read the first five verses. Exodus chapter one, verses one through five. These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob, each with his family. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher, the descendants of Jacob, number 70 in all, Joseph was already in Egypt. The book of Exodus starts with the names of sons of Israel who came from the land of Canaan to the land of Egypt. The names of sons of Israel are listed according to seniority of Jacob's wives, namely Leah, Rachel, and Jacob's two concubines, Bilhah and Zilpah. Leah is the first in seniority because she is the first wife of Jacob. Therefore, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the six sons of Leah, are listed first. Rachel is a son, a second wife of Jacob. That's the reason why Rachel's son, Benjamin, is mentioned afterwards. Bilhah and Zilpha are maidservants of Leah and Rachel, who were given to Jacob as his wives. That's the reason why their sons, namely Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, are listed, listed at last. These 11 sons of Jacob took their wives and children to Egypt, And they are in total of 70 people. uh, Jacob and his 70 descendants came to Egypt about 400 years ago. Why did Moses write an event which happened 400 years ago? Because this incident is strongly related to the theme of this book, namely deliverance. In the book of Genesis, we know that Jacob and his sons were starving to death because there was a famine. And God has sent Joseph beforehand and prepared to deliver the entire family of Israel from the famine. Besides, God brought Jacob and his family to Egypt in order to keep Jacob's family pure and holy from Canaanite people and their sinful culture so that God can send the Messiah through the line of Jacob in order to save the whole world. Therefore, God set apart Israelites from both Canaanites and Egyptian. They started living in the land of Goshen. Moses is basically saying, guys, do you remember 400 years ago? God delivered our ancestors, Jacob and his 70 family members, from the famine. As God delivered our ancestors back then, he will also deliver us from the slavery. Remember, God is a deliverer. He will deliver us. The entire world uh, has been going through a pandemic for more than a year. On one hand, we are thankful because the vaccine is out there. People have already started to get vaccinated. On the other hand, we are worried because there are mutations of COVID viruses and people are still skeptic about that, about that the vaccination really would end the pandemic. On top of that, many people are saying that uh, not only pandemic is a big problem, but also the bad economy. As we go through this long journey of pandemic, let's remember what Moses is trying to say in this book of Exodus. God is the deliverer. God, as God delivered Jacob and his family from the famine, He will deliver all Israelites from the bond of slavery in Egypt. Yes, as God deliver us from the sin and death through His Son, Jesus Christ, He will deliver us from the pandemic and the economy crisis. Um, Number two, we're going to share. Let's read verse six. Now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died. After God delivered Jacob and his 70 family members, they all eventually died. Yes, God helped us uh, when we have troubles and hardships. But eventually, we will all die. Let's read verse 7. But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. After Jacob and his sons died, what happened? But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful, Bible says. Moses repeats three times the similar phrases But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly and increased in numbers. Yes, Moses emphasizes that the population of Israel was growing rapidly, a lot, exponentially. Why is this so important? Because he wanted to say that we all die, but the promise of God remains the same forever and ever. Jacob and his sons died in fact, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and his 12 sons all died, but only one thing stayed the same. What is it? It is a promise of God, promise of God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yet yeah, Genesis chapter 12, one says, one and two says, the Lord had said to Abraham Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. God has promised that he will make Abraham a great nation, and it really came true after 400 years. This is what Moses tried to say. As we asserted that, Uh, But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. Yes, God's promise stays the same yesterday, today, and forever because our God is the eternal God. Isaiah 40 uh, verse 7 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God, endures forever we are all like grass and flowers we all die but the word of God endures forever and the word of God says John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life we have been going through many troubles and hardships, and God has been so faithful and deliver us from our hardships when we sought Him. But when even our troubles have been taken care of in this world, we will eventually die. But God gave us uh, the ultimate promise through Jesus Christ. If we believe and trust Jesus Christ, we will never perish, but have an everlasting life and His promise stays the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's praise God for His faithfulness and for His mercy and grace uh, that He so loved us and gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, for us. Today we'll learn two things. Our God is a deliverer, and our God is faithful. He will deliver us from this pandemic, from our personal hardships, and he will save those who put their trust in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, you are faithful. You are a deliverer. You will rescue us from these hardships. You will save those who put their trust in Christ.